I was doing something on YouTube one day and your ad popped up. I can't remember exactly what the ad said, um, but you offered the free webinars just mm-hmm. for like study tips. So I listened to that webinar and I was like, well, I mean, what I'm doing is not working. I'm bored out of my <laughs> mind. It's taking me mm-hmm. forever. When I previously did it, I failed doing it that way. I was like, so let me try a different way. And when you said you don't have to watch the lectures, my mind was blown because I was like, <laughs> well, how am I going to pass if I don't listen to them? But when I took that, stopped watching the lectures, that like freed up so much of my time. When you said you could still have a life and pass the CPA exams, I was like, no way. Like, how? Welcome to episode 105 of the CPA Exam Experience Podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk with Ebony. So I really like Ebony's story, and she is one of the exceptions to where she primarily studied at night. As you know, I always talk about how you need to be studying in the mornings, but the big caveat is if you're consistently studying and it's working, you know, it really doesn't matter when you study. It's just that when you account for, you know, your brain being fried from working all day and then having to fight the distractions that naturally happen in the evenings, it's just for most people so much easier to just do it in the morning. However, in this interview, you will hear Ebony detail, you know, her reasons for studying at night and just that it it did work. So a lot of you will find that pretty interesting. And she just has a ton of great tips and insights to share about her own breakthroughs throughout the study process. So before we get into the interview, I just wanna mention two things. First, our free study training webinars. That is the place you should start if you have not seen one of those. That will, on its own, transform your study process and instantly make the time you do spend with your review course much more effective and much more efficient. You can sign up for one of those trainings with the link down below in the description or you can go to our main site at superfastcpa.com and it's the main thing at the top of the homepage. Those trainings are one hour, which are completely free, and it's one hour that you can invest that will literally save you months and months of time and frustration. The second thing is our podcast giveaway. So each month we give away three pairs of Powerbeat Pro headphones to people who have entered the giveaway. You just need to enter your name and email address whether you're a customer or a not yet customer of Superfast CPA. The reason for giving away the Powerbeat Pros is that they are by far my favorite headphones that I've ever had. I've owned every high-end pair of wireless headphones and they are the perfect headphones. But the main point being using our audio notes. Audio is such a great medium for learning something because you can be listening, have headphones on while you're doing normal stuff around the house in the evenings, while you're getting ready in the morning, while you're taking your dog on a walk, while you're at the gym, and obviously whenever you're driving. So the link to the giveaway is at superfastcpa.com enter, or again, that link is also down in the description. So with that out of the way, let's get into the interview with Ebony. Yeah, so have you listened to any of these? Do you kind of know how these go? Um, I listened to a few of them, so I kind of know you'll ask questions and then I'll, you know, provide answers, talk about my experience and, you know, study methods. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll basically just have a conversation about your study process. So, okay. And you're all done, correct? You're done yes, with I, 
I passed all four, yes. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, you. Um, are you so you said that's why you chose to live there? Are you not where are you from originally? I'm from uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Oh. Have you heard of that? I mean, I've heard of it. I've never mm-hmm. been to Virginia, I don't think. Oh, okay. So how, yeah. how'd you end up in North Carolina? Well, I've always wanted to live in North Carolina. Um, and my boyfriend, he is, uh, he lived in Burlington, North Carolina. And so I ended up getting a job in Cary. So it just kind of worked out at the time. And then um, I left that job. And then my new job is in Raleigh. So I just kind of stayed in this area. And I, I kind of like the area. It's not too big and not too much because I'm from a small town. Litchburg is a small town. So mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed and I kind of want to stay here. So Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Idaho originally, but I live in Salt Lake. So I'm from a real small, like everyone's a farmer from Idaho where I've been. So, yeah. And I grew up telling myself, like, I'm not doing this. I'm going to work in air conditioning. Right. So, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So just from what you put on the form. So you're, you're one of the customers that, uh, Never emailed me previously, as far as I can tell. You just apparently had our program and did it and passed. And yeah, yeah. is that kind of what happened? Yeah. So I was doing something on YouTube one day and your ad popped up. And I just, you know, it caught my attention because I was talking about the CPA and I was about to start back up the process. So I was like, oh, let me just hear. And then um, I think it, I can't remember exactly what the ad said. Um, but you offered the free webinars just for mm-hmm. like study tips. So I listened to that webinar and I wrote down all the notes and stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, what I'm doing is not working. I'm bored out of my <laughs> mind. It's taking me forever. When I previously did it, I failed doing it that way. I was like, so let me try a different way. And when you said, don't, you don't have to watch the lectures. My mind was blown because I was like, <laughs> well, how am I going to? Then how am I going to pass if I don't listen to them? But when I took that, stopped watching the lectures, that like freed up so much of my time. When you say you could still have a life and pass the CPA exams, I was like, no way. Like, how can I do this? Like, this is not possible. So I, you know, took your advice. And then I was like, well, I mean, this is great, like information. So I went ahead and purchased the, you know, your study materials, your supplemental materials. And I actually found a lot of use from those, um, especially the notes. I think that's kind of what I use the most because you summarized everything like so perfectly where it's like I didn't have to sit there and read a book because that's not something that I want to do either is read chapters on chapters about information that's not relevant to that exam. Um, Mm -hmm. So those notes really summarized everything. Um, and I kind of have like OCD. So I, you know, mapped out my little study schedule. Um, actually have an exam. If you can see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I mapped out a study schedule. That's what I would do first. And I kind of like just would see like how many sections I could get done in a week and stuff and just kind of like stay on that path. And then I will also, I have Becker as the main, um, you know, multiple choice questions, simulations, mm-hmm. and things like that. So I used Becker and I would go through and just kind of write down each section, um, like how their sections were mapped out. And then I would go and find the pages to your note um, and just write it beside those. So then I would wake up, read those notes, and then go and take the multiple choice questions. That's awesome. 
Yeah, that's good to hear. So, uh, so the next thing I was going to ask was, so apparently you had a period where you just started studying what I always call the normal way where you're watching every video and, and reading the chapter. How long did you, uh, do that? So I started really, I started in 2017 was like doing the CPA venture and stuff. Um, I think I took far once an audit twice. And so that was probably like maybe a year that I was doing it the normal way. Of course, I failed. Um, and then I started right after tax season in 2020. It was about mm, beginning of April. That's when I started. And, um, no, of course, COVID hit and stuff like that. So I was kind of unsure of, you know, Prometric being open and things like that. Um, so I would say it was probably maybe a month. It may, it was probably a month. Okay. But before you went, you studied a year, took three sections and that's when you were kind of just. Yeah. Uh, I took a break. I was over. Yeah. Studying a lot, but it wasn't working. Yeah. Watching lectures, I wasn't really focusing on the multiple choice questions. I was literally just watching lectures and writing notes, and that did not help. And it also might have been, you know, I bought the cheapest of the cheap study material because I didn't know what I was getting myself into at the time. So that could probably have been, you know, a little bit to do with that. But I definitely think that, you know, your material and even your webinar really is what, like, brought me home. And then, like, your material on top of that, changing my study habits. I think all of that really like played a factor because even if I got, I bought Becker because that's supposed to be the, you know, best study material out there for you to pass. But I don't feel like I would have passed if I just would have had Becker. Yeah. I mean, you probably would have figured it out eventually, but yeah, it's, uh, it's all about your strategy, you know, because we've had people that were working on the CPA exams for five years, 10 years sometimes. And once we, they kind of just, it's the strategy. Get their strategy okay. figured out. They'll pass in six months or four months or something. So, yeah. Um, so just reading on your, the little thing you submitted. So you said I was overwhelmed and exhausted. So how much time were you trying to study each day that first year where you were trying to just use everything in your course and watching videos so, and taking notes? That first year, um, the job that I had, I was able to kind of like study some on my job. Um, so I was probably spending like over four hours a day. Um, even on the weekends, like I would tell my friends, hey, I can't, I can't do anything this weekend because I, you know, I got to study. And they're like, well, you know, you got to study all day. And I'm like, you just don't understand the process. <laughs> and then yeah. for me to like, continuously fail and fail and fail it was it was very frustrating it's like what are you like what am i doing wrong that Mm -hmm. you know everyone else seems to be passing and doing stuff but i just can't get it and i had a friend at the time that you know me and her would talk and it was just like what are we doing wrong here uh, (laughs) that we can't seem to pass like there must be something that we're doing wrong okay yeah and that's uh you know, it'd be one thing, right, if you're putting in all that work and you were passing exams. Right. But yeah, it's extremely hard if you're just feeling like you're pouring in all this time, missing out on stuff, and, you sure. you know, it's not working, like, obviously. So you watched our free training, and then you, did you go straight to kind of that study, not 
obviously the strategies, but the uh, format as well during the day, like two hours in the morning, or what did your day look like after? So it's funny that you asked that question, um, because I thought, you know, it would work. I thought that the way that I, you know, study for rig, it'd be the same way that I would study for all of them. I actually changed my method of studying probably maybe three times. So uh, reg was the first one I took. Tax is what I do all day, every day. So, of course, that one was like a smooth transition. But again, I, I had never taken that one before, so I wasn't sure what I was getting myself into. Um, so I just kind of, I woke up early for that one. I read the material. I did the questions for the section. And then I think, I think it was like maybe every other day I did, instead of 30 multiple choice questions, I did sets of 15. So I would do like 15 in the morning or 15 at night or something like that. Or I would have what I call a recap day. And that day will be solely just for me to recap on stuff that, you know, I've learned, you know, in the prior days. Mm -hmm. And then also the prior sections that I learned. And that's kind of how I did reg. I also had just gotten a new job when I started reg, studying for that. So that was something else I had to factor in. And then um, also living in... um, North Carolina, but all of my stuff was associated with Virginia. So I still, you know, was trying to like play what that is still the case. I just kept everything in Virginia for that reason. But um, so it was just a lot of different factors that played into the reg part. Um, But like I said, I do that one every day, all day. So I did pass that one on my first try, which made me hopeful. So I'm glad I Mm -hmm. took that one first. Far, I failed the first time. After 2017, I failed the first time I did. Well, the second time, technically, that I took it. I passed on the third try. Um, that one, I don't know why, but I couldn't get up. <laughs> I tried to wake up early and then I would fall asleep. I wouldn't want to get out of the bed to read the notes. I would lay in the bed and read the notes and then I would fall asleep. I would get up to try to read the notes and I just couldn't do it. So I stopped trying to wake up early to do that one because I was like, this is waste. I'm wasting my time. So what I would do is I set an alarm every night. I would come home after work, um, eat dinner, watch TV, relax for a minute. And then it was like maybe 7.30 or 8 o'clock, my alarm would go off. And I would study from like 8 to 10.30 and then get in the bed and stuff like that and go to work the next day. Um, oh, I meant to mention for Reg, I did listen to the audios uh, on my way to work. But for far, far I only listened to a few of those. Again, like I said, the main thing I used for super fast was like the notes. Like they were the most helpful piece for me. Um, just because you summarize everything. Cause I don't I don't want to read, you know, mm-hmm. 15 page chapters. You made it clear. You made it so I could understand it. You made it so I could just like just apply it to the multiple choice questions. And then, you know, focusing more on the multiple choice questions. Like if there was something that I was like, okay, I know this, I understand this. Let me skim this, you know, the notes section really quickly. Let me go straight to the multiple choice because I know, you know, that's what I need to focus on. So I got a 72 that second time. Well, the first time in this section of studying, I got a 72. So I felt hopeful because I was like, you know, I'm not far off. You need to study a little bit more. So I didn't even start all the way over. I just picked up where I left off. And I think it was like maybe 
Maybe a couple of, no, no, no. I did wait a couple of months. I waited a couple of months, um, maybe like a month or two, because I took it right before tax season really started in February. So I retook that one in February because I think I found out in January. I think. Sorry, this has been a while ago. I think I found out in January and then I took it again in, um, in February and I passed it that time. So I don't think I started over because I was waiting to get my score back. And so I just mm-hmm. kind of recapped on everything that I had already learned and stuff like that and just went through multiple choice questions each night. And I was still doing it at night. And then I passed the FAR. Audit, I had already taken that two times back in 2017, 2018. So I really wasn't worried about that one. I think that was the shortest amount of time that I studied, the least amount of care that I had. Like, that one was super easy. So I passed that one on this first first try this, um, mm-hmm. this time. And then BAC, everyone lied to me. They said it was the easiest. I don't know why I struggled with BAC. I took that four times. But I finally passed. Um, I was about to hit my 18-month um, mark. Really? On the foreign time, I did pass it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it got me the way it did. Um, it probably, you know, had a lot to do with other stuff that I had going on. But that one, I, I had to go like deep into your notes, the audios, the mini quizzes, the Becker notes, the Becker lectures. I don't know why it took me out the way it did. I finally passed it on the fourth try just in enough time. I was so happy about that. But um, that one was multiple study methods, multiple tries, me changing things up. Um, I was just really trying to like figure out what I was doing wrong on that one because that's supposed to be the easiest one. But like I said, I kind of like switched up my, most of them were done. I studied at night because I couldn't get up and if, I could pass far studying at night. I was like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm pretty sure I could pass the rest of the studying at night. So that was kind of the way that I had to like fluctuate um, on, you know, my study methods. But I just tried to figure out what, you know, worked for me for this particular section and just kind of like run with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear that a lot, um, that BC is surprisingly hard for a lot of people. So... It and was it, terrible. You know, they they keep adding in, there's more and more IT stuff right. as time goes on. Stuff that, uh, it used to just be like an exact summary of, like if you do accounting in school, you have like the business core where you've taken right. economics and managerial accounting. And it was like an overview of that stuff. But now yeah. there's just a lot of uh, IT and IT controlled stuff. And all those like, yes, the COSO yes, framework and everything. And I think that's really what like got me because it was like I would study, I would, you know, multiple choice questions. I had like what I would do is I would take the fifteen, uh, the set of fifteen multiple choice questions, and I would do like sets of five, and then I would like average up my scores. And if my average score was over a seventy-five, I would be like, okay, I'm good on, you know, I'm good, and I feel good to take the exam. And so when I was doing that, you know, using the Becker quizzes, I was averaging over the 75. I was averaging, you know, 80. And then I get to the exam and I'm like, I've never seen any of this. Like, I don't even know, like, where to start to answer this question. Mm -hmm. I've never, I never read it. I never seen a question like it. 
it's just something that, you know, I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you won't have to worry about this because you're all done, but in like 2024, they're, you know, changing it to where you can take like three different versions of BEC, I think, yeah. something like that. I read that yeah. and I like literally was just like, thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Serious. Um, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah. So just to comment on the night studying, like what I always tell people is, uh, like if you're, if it's working and you can consistently sit down and study at night, then great. I mean, it really doesn't matter when you study. It's just for most people, they're like battling themselves after they've worked all day right. and just kind of sitting there like a zombie because their brain is fried. But for some people yeah. it works fine, you know, and like, yeah. So it sounds like you were one of the exceptions. Um, yeah, I was kind of shocked because usually my brain definitely works better in the morning. But once I tried it, because I was just, I wasn't going to meet my like deadline to take the exam and stuff because I kept falling asleep in the mornings. So I was like, let me just try it and see. And when I tried it and see, you know, I made a 72 doing it this way. Let me, you know, continue to do it. And if I pass far, the one I was most nervous to take, like, I'm sure I'll be able to pass the rest, um, you know, doing it at night too. Just, you know, setting the alarm, making sure I stuck with it and just being disciplined, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you did say, and I was still able to have some type of life. So how did... How did that work if you were studying at night? So at night, um, so when I would get home, um, me and my boyfriend, we like to watch TV and eat dinner together and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes talk. So I would have like maybe like an hour to kind of do that. Um, so that, you know, that's all I really needed, just a little downtime and then, you know, get right back to it. But on the weekends, that was like the most important thing for me. Like, I know, you know, a lot of weekends I was like, no, I need to study. But like if there was something that I really wanted to do or if I wanted to go home and see my family or I wanted to see my boyfriend's family, like I was still able to do that because I didn't have to spend, you know, all day from when I wake up at nine till when I go to sleep at, you know, 11 on the weekends, just studying back to back to back. Like if there was something I wanted to do, OK, wake up at nine, study for a few hours and then go do what you want to do. And then, you know, you have mm -hmm. Sunday where you do the same thing and then um you know there was off days I had holidays and stuff which kind of helped but any days that I had like a full day to study I definitely used it like I would do the weekend like if I had a full day and I didn't have anything planned I made sure you know reading the note getting the quizzes making sure I was sticking to my study schedule um so that was the nice part because like when I did it back in 2017 I didn't have any you know real free time because like I felt like all I should do is watch these lectures and study but with you know me just kind of minimizing the lectures reading the notes and then going straight to just taking quizzes I can take a quiz anywhere like I can go to my friend's house and I could take a quiz um, mm -hmm. on the road I quiz so like that made it easier instead of me like sitting there having to listen to this lecture and stuff like that so it just kind of like minimized study time it made me feel it didn't make me feel like, you know, if I don't study, I'm not going to pass. I felt like, oh, you know, if I miss a day, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is really nice to have stuff on your phone. Like there's been, yeah. there was, there was one interview. Uh, I think it was pretty sure it was John. 
I think we've had a few Johns on the podcast, but one of them, he said that, uh, he was wanting to pass the CPA. It started getting really important for his career. And, uh, when he would get home, like he had a new baby with his wife and just could not get himself to just spend his whole evening after work, like studying. Right. And so then he came across our stuff and just got the idea that you can do a huge amount of studying from your phone. And so yes. he would strictly study from his phone. He like commuted on a train in Chicago and, uh, said he almost exclusively studied from his phone and like passed all four. And, and that's one of those things that I wouldn't like recommend that to everyone. Like, yeah, you can just pass from your phone, but he did. And so some of these stories I hear surprise me about the way yes. people did things. Yeah. It's funny. That's you. Um, so going back to what you said, so your, your process, if you were sitting down for a new lesson, you would find that section in our review notes and read it mm -hmm. to get like an overview and then just go into the multiple choice. Yes. Okay. And then what was your, did you have a process for flashcards or some form of taking notes on things that you struggled with? Yeah. So when I would read your notes, I would kind of like take notes based off of that. Um, so I'll have like my, what I call initial notes, which were from your notes. And then when I got into the multiple choice questions, um, I would like take notes based on how I learned from that. Cause like when you answer the question, it'll come back with, you know, kind of like a little short. So if it was something that I didn't fully understand, I would kind of like make a point to understand it and take a note on it. Um, I didn't really use flashcards at all. It was just more so like notes. And then I had what I called, um, the multiple choice question note. And it was just me kind of like writing down keywords um i don't know how to explain it kind of like making like little mnemonics almost um of stuff just to yeah. kind of remember the stuff and make it make sense to me uh, so that was kind of my method and then like the day of my exam or the day before my exam i would read through all of my notes and then the day of my exam i would read through the ones that i kind of like picked out as you know you need to remember this type of stuff yeah yeah, that's the general idea. I mean, it doesn't really matter if it's flashcards or notes, but some some form of, you kind of said it perfectly, almost writing stuff in your own, not your own language, but uh, yeah, it just so it makes sense to you personally to the right. point where it almost wouldn't make sense if you handed it to somebody else. They wouldn't know like what right. you were talking about. That's like Definitely. the best. Yeah, that's when your own notes are really powerful is... I don't know. Just again, no, I understand. Your own... like getting somebody else's spreadsheet, like it makes yeah. sense to you know me. But if I give it to you, you might not you know follow it the same way that I do, or like it the same way I do. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of just mentioned this, but what was your? How long would you leave for a final review, and and what would you do during that period right before an exam? So I like to have two weeks before the final exam to just do straight recaps. Like, like at that point, I, two weeks before my exam, I wanted to be done with every section because I have OCD and I like to go through every single section, make sure I answer all the questions. Um, so I would like to have two weeks before. Sometimes it got down to the point where it was only like a week before. Um, but I felt like the recaps uh, were so important. So that was another thing that you pointed out to me. I was just 
you know, going through all the sections and then at the end, you know, trying to recap everything that I've learned, that's too much. You need to keep doing the recaps like on a, you know, you say daily basis. I did like a mm-hmm. maybe weekly or biweekly, or, um, not biweekly, but semi-weekly basis. Um, mm-hmm. And that really worked for me. And then like the last two weeks before the exam or the week before the exam, like all I was doing was multiple choice questions. I was still writing notes, uh, reading notes. Just going through all of the questions, you know, multiple times, making sure that I understood those all. Um, so I definitely would say I did about two weeks before. Um, and then the night before, I think the night before, I didn't like do too much. I would just kind of like read the notes a little bit, maybe take two quizzes. If I got like 80s on those two quizzes, I would just put it to the side and kind of relax my brain. So it was like not overstudying. Um, mm-hmm. cause that definitely is something that I tend to do. So I would say about two weeks was the best time frame for me to do the recap. And then I would take the time from when I took the exam, um, to the time of starting up a new one. I would definitely wait until I found out whether I passed or not. So generally between that time, it was about a two to four week window. And then after I found out whether I passed or failed, I would start up like the week after that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you said you didn't really do practice sims. Is that what you said? Yeah. FAR was like the only one that I actually did um, this sims for. I think, I think I did them for FAR just because FAR is just a different beast in itself. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I was like extremely prepared for that one. But it wasn't like a, a lot of them. I think that was, I only did the Sims like during my two week period. I really only focused on the multiple choice questions, which was something else that you kind of pointed out during your webinar that I never realized before was I'm not going to ever see the same sim on the exam as I would see on the study material. So why waste my time, you know, why waste Mm -hmm. my time practicing something that is not going to be, you know, the same on the exam, but the multiple choice doing those over and over prepared me better for the sims than me actually doing the sims. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly right. And I'm guessing, uh, with all that MCQ practice, the biggest thing for test day is just leaving a bunch of time for the Sims, because again, they're going to be different than what you've seen. So having a bunch of time to kind of sit there and not feel pressed for time while you read the documents and try to figure out what it's asking you. Was that kind of the case? You got through the MCQs pretty fast? Yeah, the goal was, I think it's like, you know, it's around 30 questions, um, each booklet. So it was like, you know, try to only spend 30 minutes on the first booklet, 30 minutes on the second booklet, and then you'll have the rest mm-hmm. of your time for the Sims. Most of the time I got caught up on that third booklet right before, you know, the 15 minute break. I don't know why, but that's usually where I tend. I don't know if it was maybe I got, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need a break now. Um, but I always will get caught up there. And it's like, at some point, it's like, okay, just make a decision and move on so you can get to the next booklet so you don't run out of time. On far, the first time I took it within this time frame, um, I think I came up, I was about 10 minutes off um, from my four-hour mark. So that was kind of scary. 
So, and but I did fail that one. But when I did it the second time, it didn't take me as long. It only took me a little over three mm. hours. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be a big indicator. Um, when someone finishes early, there's it's usually a pass, you know, unless it's right. like someone finishes the whole thing in two hours and then they score like a thirty. You know, there's yeah. like those two different things, but. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think we kind of went through everything. Was there anything else in your process that you felt like was, uh, like really helped you any other strategy or resource you used that we didn't cover? Oh, uh, no, for me, like mapping it out and just having the study schedule, you know, created ahead of time, kind of sticking to it, um, ahead of time, finding the, you know, pages that relate to your notes to the section that I'm going to go over for today took away from me, like, you know, took away from my time on that day to actually study. I think that that kind of like gave me more time to study so I didn't have to go search for stuff. So just kind of being organized, I think kind of really helped a lot as long with, you know, all of your materials and all the great tips that you gave. I'm really glad that, you know, I did listen to that webinar because it really changed my perspective. I don't think that, you know, I mean, eventually I probably would have passed it, but it it's a relief and it's a lot off of my plate and my shoulders to have passed it. Um, it's something that I've been wanting for a long time and to have achieved something like this feels really amazing. So I do want to say thank you to you, Nate, and Superfast CPA <laughs> for, you know, putting that ad out there, letting me see it, and then, you know, creating something like this for us CPAs to have to use um, and to give us a different perspective because, you know, that that really helps and goes a long way. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it's it's awesome to hear that from people. So, yeah. And congrats, congrats on being done. Um, it is. It's a huge accomplishment. And especially when you can kind of do it and you have the process nailed down. And it's like I always say, it doesn't like have to take over your life. Yes. You have to put in the time every day, but it becomes this thing that's just slightly annoying instead of like devastating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate hearing that. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to do the call. I think you kind of just covered this, but the last thing I always ask is what would be your top like two or three tips to people that are really struggling with their study process? Um, definitely don't waste your time listening to lectures. Focus on the multiple choice. Like if you don't do anything else, just do multiple choice question. Um, Number two, make sure you're in the right mind, state of mind. I think that that was one of the reasons why, you know, in 2017, it didn't work out for me as well. I wasn't ready to be dedicated. Got to be dedicated to definitely do it. And number three, just, you know, really find what the method that works for you. Because, you know, just because I tell somebody else it's worked for me, it might not work for them. But definitely take different tips and try different tips, try different methods and be open to try different methods. Because I think, you know, you'll find your method and it will lead you to success. Yep. Yep. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So uh, let me just ask one feedback question. Um, what would you, if you had to sum it up, what would be like the top two benefits you got from adding super fast CPA? Or I guess whether it was the strategies or the um, study tools, what were the top two benefits you got? Definitely. Definitely doing away with listening to the lectures. I know I keep saying this, but that was like mm -hmm. one of the major things that helped me. 
Um, and number two was your notes provide like a huge summary factor. Um, and then I also want to mention like listen to that. I don't know if that webinar is still the same. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's still there. Listen to before <laughs> before you do anything because it will change your entire CPA study journey. I'm not kidding you. I was skeptical at first because I was like, "Oh, is this really going to work for me?" It works. You need to listen <laughs> to it. It works. It works. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is funny how even just a shift in your perspective. Like people have told me. Just the word re-review, as soon as they heard that, they're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense because, you know, you cover 200 topics and then normally you would just leave it behind, like lesson by lesson, you don't look at it again. Um, just re-review. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then just, uh, spending your time doing what you'll be doing on test day. You know, sounds yes. so obvious, but just that one <laughs> shift. Yeah. It's like makes such a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't want to take up much more of your time. So I appreciate you doing the call. It was fun to meet you and chat in person. I mean, so that was the interview with Ebony. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did actually talking with Ebony. That was a fun interview and she just had a lot of good stuff to share. If you found this interview helpful, take a second to share it with someone you know who's also working on their CPA exams because hearing all these experiences about what they were struggling with, the breakthroughs they had, and how it led to them ultimately passing their CPA exams, these interviews are the most helpful free resource available anywhere for people trying to figure out this process themselves. So tell someone you know who's working on their exams about the podcast, and thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next episode.